Hello, everybody. I'm back. But uh, now that I'm back, another one of us has run away. But it's okay. Um, because he's not here that as much as I am anyway. So, sorry. That sounded like I was talking shit on Josh Moorhead. Oh, uh, we can talk all the shit we want on it. Because he's not here. Moorhead. <laughs> He's always doing cool Halloween more like things. We still love we still love you, Josh. Uh, <laughs> we hopefully, do. Hopefully and we you're miss not you. encountering crazy, scary clowns out there with knives. Uh, I am Daniel goes... Lobos, and the point of the triangle is David asks pumpkins. Any questions? <laughs> <laughs> that was Josh Potter. And the other point of the triangle, Kyle Bound. There you go. All right. So and Dan's I'm gonna, sort of the rounded edge that makes this a weird triangle. Yes, yes. Weird, funky weirdness. triangle. Round, round triangle? Round, round no, triangle. Let's move on. Okay. Yes, let's move on. All right. I want to get into Normal geometry. Uh, geometry, yep. yeah. Um, we've got a lot to talk about. All right, Potter, we'll take the lead. Apparently we're saving some stuff for a special escape pod next week, hopefully. Oh, yes. Um, so let's go through some Star quick Wars, things. One, Tim Miller has left Deadpool 2. This is somewhat oldish news, but we didn't have a chance to talk about some of this stuff last week How because we were at the Marvel event. Week or two? Um, maybe, no, nah, maybe like a week. Just a no. week old. So we're kind of on the, the back end of that. But no. Side note, and yes. just to plug an, an, an old pod if you guys haven't listened to it, uh, we did the yes. Science and Marvel thing. If you guys haven't listened to it, please listen to it because I just listened to it right now. And listening to that uh, science, science, uh, neurologist, I think he is, uh, Mr. Lacosta, yeah. I can't remember his first no. name, um, is, was mesmerizing just listening to him talk and yeah. he's he's so fucking brilliant i think super brilliant we should look into like having another person like that on our pod or him soon. Yeah. or him if we get a hold of him yeah. he gave us his card so yes. anyway yes. let's move on uh potter yeah. uh yes news deadpool so, uh, tim miller is gone yeah apparently there were creative differences i haven't read much more into it to see what those creative differences were. i kind of have okay. yeah Please. i kind of have I don't enlighten know you heard the same thing i did kyle but what i, what I heard uh they and I heard one of them from you, Potter. You said that they differed on who they wanted to cast as Cable, right? Mm-hmm. And the more important one to me, which uh, is that he left because he wanted to blow up the budget. And Ryan Reynolds and the two writers are like, "No, that's going to take away what made Deadpool special. We can't make this a hundred and fifty million dollar, two hundred million dollar movie. This needs to feel like a sixty million dollar movie or whatever it was the last time around." So if that's the reason he's gone. I'm fine with that because mm-hmm. I think that's what Deadpool needs to stay. The other piece of it that I read was that Miller wanted to sort of take out some of the more irreverent, self-referential, fourth-wall-breaking jokes. Oh, oh no, but you have to have And make that. it a little more serious. So does he not no. understand Deadpool at all? I don't know. Then? This is what <laughs> I read. I don't... Interesting. Yeah, Let me if see if I can find the article really quick. If that's true, that's interesting. Cause we Dead, may never get the full story. Too. No, we, we may not. I mean, with these things, it's always... Creative differences is usually the general term for I left because I didn't like something. Whether it's budget, character, direction of the script, whatever, that's usually just the blanket excuse. Well, Tim Miller moved on to do... Uh, yes. He's developing a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yes, yeah. a, so. a live-action mesh so he, of he, Sonic. He's probably going to have more control over that, and maybe that's why he... Yeah, yeah, I and fine it's, with, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, well, I have but, thoughts on that, but <laughs> well, we can discuss that. But no, I was can. the reason I was the only thing I was going to say was I just wanted to circle back to what you were talking about. Uh, you mentioned something there, uh, Potter or Kyle, I don't remember who did, but made me think of they they had the whole team united front team aspect thing on the fourth one where you know I told you guys the thing that Ryan Reynolds paid to have the writers on set because the studio didn't want to pay for that. Yeah, they just wanted to pay for some like in house writers to hang around and and you know do touch-ups or whatever whatever they do on set mm-hmm. uh, for features. And um, Ryan Reynolds said, no, 
we the four of us did this together. Let's let's we're gonna see it up. So that kind of disappoints me that the team couldn't agree and they I hope it's not it's not there's like a not like a bad blood thing. I hope it was just one of those things that like I hope so Tim too. Miller was like, you know what? I understand where you guys want to go. I just don't want to go there, so maybe we should part ways. I hope that's the way it was and not yeah. like get the fuck out of here. That your idea is stupid. So and it could have been that way. I mean there's there has been amical breakups in Hollywood. Yes. And, and people have returned and, and become uh, work together again, Megan Fox and Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, he wanted to, according to this article at, uh, well, I, I closed it because I'm an asshole. Please, I hope it's a great website um, at Slash Film. Oh, it was, okay, never mind. Um, I was hoping it was a really shitty. Says <laughs> uh, basically that uh, he Reese Wernick and Reynolds wanted a sequel that was very much like the first movie. They wanted the raunchy comedy, the spunky attitude, and smaller scale action on par with the first film. And Miller wanted something more like. The, the thing they say here is three times the budget. There's some been some pushback on how big he wanted the budget, but sure, you know he wanted it bigger. If anything, I would have gone smaller and lost that third act battle scene. I know that's why. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I knew you'd have something to say <laughs> like, about that. No, right. yeah, yeah, the smaller the better. And, and that's what makes Deadpool so endearing too is those fourth wall breaks, the raunchy comedy, the humor. Yeah. That's what set that the movie irreverence. Apart. Yeah. Well, and that's that's what people have come to expect from Deadpool. So you take away that, honestly, that part of the character, and you lose the character. Yeah. That's that's, that's just that's essentially what it is. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm okay with this. Uh, if if that allows Ryan Reynolds and team to move forward and give us, in a sense, more of the same. In this in this instance, I'm okay with more of the same. Sometimes I, I want something different, but I think <laughs> most most people want more of the same with a Deadpool sequel. Plus, yeah. you, you here's the thing though. You add Cable in, and if they play it right, Cable will be the seriousness that that is a counterpoint to Deadpool's spunk humor and irreverent. Yeah. You know, but so here's the thing: more of the same, which which sounds sometimes negative to some people's ears, doesn't have to be a negative thing because no, absolutely not. It doesn't have to affect your storytelling because you, all all you're doing is you're just you're just keeping certain elements that help yeah, it's move more the story the same along. Tone. Yeah, yes. exactly. You want yes. the same tone. You Keep want the that. same style. Yeah, but tell uh, tell a more new, story. fun, clever ways. I mean, look, what you kind of want is him to talk about sequels as he's in the sequel. Yes, yeah. Well, much you know. much the same way that Twenty Two Jump Street poked fun at <laughs> the nature of a sequel. I mean, yeah, what a great possible. sequel! Oh man, so tongue in cheek. It was great. It was perfect. So yeah, if they it do that be, with Deadpool, that'll be great. It might be better that they've canceled Twenty Three Jump Street or MIB Twenty Three Jump Street or whatever that. I've, crossover thing yes, was yeah that that originally I was excited about because it was going to team up the actors, but then when they said that's not what was going to happen, fuck that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that'd be the only reason to do that. Like like I was here, like you, Kyle. I think you said no, no, more had said actually on the last pod. The reason you you do this stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy and you have a movie like that and you connect it to the Marvel universe or the rest of the universe is so you can have that moment in the future in Avengers sixteen. Where um, Tony Stark and Baraka Raccoon have a conversation. Yeah. Right. Like, that's what you want to see. So that's Absolutely. what you want to see out of this crossover. You don't want to just see it for the sake of having men in black in 20-whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. Um, um, okay, so other movie news in par with or on par with uh, Tim Miller leaving Deadpool. The Flash movie has lost its second director, God Rick damn it. Famu, uh, Famuyiwa. Yeah. Fukuyama. Yeah. Thank whatever. God you're here and not more. I know, right? Wait, Kevin did you, Sujihara. Did you See, say I can right? say our right? our boss's name. Yeah, did you say the other one right? Uh, it's Famuyiwa, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure. The guy who directed um, 
Dope, which is dope. Uh, and yeah. he also directed a movie I love so much uh, that I forgot the name of the movie all of a sudden. Ah! But anyway, uh, it's uh, 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 The Wood. Sorry, that was called The mm. Wood. Right. About three three guys uh, hanging out or growing up in Inglewood. Which is connected to Dope, by the way, which you guys need to see both movies. But anyway, okay. yeah. I'm very disappointed because I love that I love that director. Yeah. For those two movies alone. I think he's done a couple other things that I like. And the actress he was bringing from Dope to play Iris, I believe. Or maybe it wasn't Iris. Or somebody. Somebody important. Hmm. But she was a female lead, I guess. And I assume it's going to be Iris. She's an awesome actress. So now we're going to lose her, too. Probably, I don't maybe know. I don't know. Well, here's here's the thing. Once again, we have creative differences being the uh, the source of this, and with with him, he's apparently he's commented that the studio wanted to go in a different direction with it, and it he wanted to do something that was more in line with his voice, his humor, his his love of the character because he's grown up with this character too and has a special yeah. special love for it. And yeah. you know, a lot of people say that, but I, I think I think. Just based on the tone of his comment, he really means that. Um, so it just seems like creatively, he he wanted to do something that didn't align with what the studio wanted, and they parted ways. Unfortunately, that's now the second director that this movie has lost, yeah. and that could back up production potentially. Well, but maybe mean, not. This is this is the thing with both DC and Marvel. DC, I think, a little more vocally, but I think part of that's because they it seems like they started off sort of wanting to give directors a little more creative freedom and then right. backed away from that very quickly, whereas Marvel, other than the early movies, has very much moved to like television directors. It's basically, mm-hmm. you come in, you do what they want you to do, and you move on. Yeah. You know, like with Edgar Wright on Ant-Man, you know, he had creative differences. Right. You know, and it's he's such a specific filmmaker in the same way that this guy is that you get that. You get you get one, you get why these directors would want to make the movie they want to make, and two, you understand why Warner Brothers and Marvel would uh, want to have more control over them. Well, and, and when you're building a huge cinematic universe that's interlocking and this and that, it's it's tough. You have to you have to have some control over your production team. Yeah. Fortunately, unfortunately, whatever. So while you want to give them their voice and have them direct their vision of it, it still to some extent has to align with the overall vision for the universe. And I yeah. think yes, there have been some some problems with Marvel in that regard, and some directors and creatives have spoken out. In, like not favorably towards Marvel, basically. Yeah, absolutely. But I have to take that with a grain of salt because Marvel is very successful and has done very well setting up this cinematic universe for good or bad. I mean, it's getting absolutely. bigger and bigger, which we've we've talked about and could kind of cause a bit of an implosion uh, in the very near future. Hopefully not, but it could. So I, I get it. I get where where the studio is coming from on that on that point. But uh, this also just. It doesn't give DC any leverage or Warner Brothers in a sense because this is what we are seeing constantly with Warner Brothers. They're gonna get a, they're gonna get DC a TV, movies. They're gonna get a TV director that they can control. Yeah, because wow. I mean, look, look at what happened with Wonder Woman. Um, that director left and Patty Jenkins replaced her. Now that was probably a really great move because Patty Jenkins is is a great director and yeah. she hopefully has Looks given like they us let a her great make, Wonder make her Woman. movie. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, but, they didn't let David Iyer do his. Let's no, say, they when didn't. the movie costs 150 million to make, 
you know, guess who's calling the shots? They're gonna want to, <laughs> yeah, be heavily involved, and that's yeah. fine. But it's just like you can't be hiring auteurs and expect them to like completely bend right. to every will you have. Or but then, no. like the weirdest thing to me is Guardians of the Galaxy in all of this conversation because they hired uh, James Gunn. Right. On, on on the advice of uh, Joss Whedon, though. Yes. yes. They hired James Gunn. Which is awesome. And then James Gunn <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is. played ball, gave them the script he thought they wanted, and they said, no, we hired you for a reason. Go make this more you. Go make this more weird. Right. And then he did. Right. So it was did, great. Did Feige not have as much... Say in that one, not say, but he didn't have. He didn't, no, well, I think he, he had. I think that. Master I think that at and I, I, maybe at that point is not the right way to put it. I think they. I mean, if I'm trying to dig into you know Marvel's brain, they knew that it was going to be. It, it could be a very tough sell. Mm-hmm. This weird group of you know heroes and aliens and well, a human and a raccoon and a tree. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> that you need to make it. Fun. Yes. And you need to make it weird. You need to embrace that. Yeah. And, you know, it just sounds like they hired James Gunn to be James Gunn. But also, I think James Gunn was happy to play ball a little bit more than Edgar Wright was. Yeah, I, I agree. Like. And I, I think part of that is it kind of goes back to what you said. James Gunn tends to direct things with a very, very distinctive voice. I won't, I won't say weird, Necessarily, because I don't think all of his stuff is weird. It's not all weird, it's, but like it's just very distinctive. Like if it's super, yeah, super, super is weird. Super is amazing. weird. It, oh, it's so awesome. good, and it's so it's so gory and violent, but yeah. just in the right way you want it to yeah. be. Yeah, I've never seen Slither. Oh, you've got to see Slither. Also great. Super I, weird. I feel super like fun. Slither is is a good uh, good thing to look at as kind yeah. of an early Guardians template. In, it's in an a amazing way. like B monster movie. Yeah, it's just perfectly you think, crafted. You think Gunn originally wanted Fillion to be Star Lord before Pratt? I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. It's a great question. Uh, it would have been fine. It seems like but... everybody wants to put that dude in a superhero movie. Well, <laughs> Nathan I mean, Fillion's already awesome. let's be, uh, let's he's be already honest. Captain Hammer. He was. That's true. And, That's and, good uh, enough for me. Our, our Captain Malcolm Reynolds for yeah, Firefly. Yes. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think I think because of Slither and a couple other of Gunn's projects, they they saw okay, this subject matter is already weird, so let's give it to him on the recommendation of of Joss Whedon, yeah. and uh, he's he's gonna do do just fine with it. And Gunn uh, going into it, I think I, I think he was somewhat familiar with the characters already, if I remember. Reading yeah, he an was article, a big right? fan. Yeah. yeah. So he already knew that the the team makeup was kind of weird. I mean, yeah. you've, you've got a blue skinned Mohawk guy and Yondu, and who else better to play that than Michael Rooker? And um, of course, then you've got a like you said, a talking raccoon in a tree. That's that's yeah. totally right up James Gunn's alley. So yeah, uh, yeah I, I think that's that makes makes sense for him to play ball on that because it's something he wanted to do anyway. Yeah, and he's never you know I as weird and like off the wall as some of his movies have been he's never been um i'm trying to think of the right way to put it without being a dick he's never been elitist like he's never been no no uh, not at all 
full of himself or like looking at independent film as like this is better than other film. No, <laughs> you know, like because he's been a fan of all this shit yeah. his whole life. Well, he's actually he's from Missouri. He's from yeah. my home state, which well, is which is awesome. James Gunn still, right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. yeah like he's he's a Midwestern guy. Yeah, like, and he's born, kind of born a and bred. Boy. So yeah, exactly, I, I, just like all of us. Yeah, I love James Gunn. He's he's definitely now in that pantheon of filmmakers. I I look up to immensely and want to at least emulate a little bit not their style sure. but just absolutely you know their love of, of what they of what they take on yeah so, and and that's that's part it's gonna of be sad because he, he won't there'll be a Guardians of the Galaxy 3 but it won't be James Gunn there's no way he's gonna do 3 you think I could uh, see no, him doing I three think, if I he had he some time in between really? to like maybe I do so hearing him talk, talk about him. it though like so I I mentioned this I think last week that I was at the uh, San Jose International Short Film Festival yeah. yes. and he did like a Q&A there yeah. and like to hear him talk about like the Marvel Universe and Guardians 2 and how much fun it is and how much he loves it and like even so far as to be like yeah I saw you know to be super excited about having seen Doctor Strange and like I can't spoil anything I can't tell you anything but it's awesome and like right. see it IMAX 3D I wouldn't tell you to see any other Marvel movie in IMAX 3D like in Guardians we shot it for 3D so you should see that in 3D but like <laughs> of course. this one yeah. you should see in 3D like most Marvel movies don't bother going to see them in 3D this one see IMAX 3D you need to and this one this it. one does make sense and this, like with excitement yeah this one in Ant-Man makes sense and I like that because you're, mm-hmm. you're when, and when you told that to us too just I felt the excitement coming off you, so obviously yeah, yeah. you fed off his. Yeah, and he's just like us. Yeah, no, it's, it's hey, James great. Gunn, come on our podcast, yeah, right? <laughs> Seriously. Um, no, the only other thing I was going to say, As just uh, while we're on the topic, is I think know. it. I think it's harder to get a bigger character because honestly, the Guardians of the Galaxy were not a well-known franchise until Gunn made it that way. But, but I think that was um, that was the best idea, though. No, I, I agree. That I, I absolutely that. agree. But my, my point is, you take a character like, like Spider-Man or Batman or Superman, and everybody has their version of the character in their head, whether it's because of an artist right. or a writer, whatever they've read. But because those are such huge tent poles for Marvel and DC, they are going to be super protective of those characters and want them portrayed in a certain way mm-hmm. on screen. Therefore, you're going to have to play ball if you want to direct a Spider-Man movie or a Batman movie or a Superman movie because of how big those characters are. And so I think that's need, part of the problem, too. And the need for those to be successful is much larger yes. than the need for a Guardians of the Galaxy to be successful. Yes. You know, you spend a little less money, you're taking Guardians a risk yeah. launching these weird-ass characters. Yeah. And if it's <clears throat> only a mild hit... You're okay. You're not gonna. You know. You're Marvel. You're not gonna right. lose anything over it. Right. Because like, like, I think. I mean, how? How? I don't think Ant Man was like a runaway success. Like it did well, but. I but think, I don't no, think it, it was a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not so as big as Guardians, they did, they did but better than they thought they. Would. I don't remember what it did, but I feel. I feel like I thought it did really well. But it, it was another one of those smaller Marvel movies that was fun, and yeah. with people being fatigued from big superhero movies, you go and see Ant Man. You're like, suddenly you're like, oh man. Yeah. This is really pleasant. This the is big I can relax. Scene was a model. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> and it's hilarious. I still crack up oh, at God, the train so derailing. And, yes. Oh man! It just it the way just it was shot really was perfect. Smartly done. It was so perfect. The fight I scenes think. were just so small. Yes, but so big. big. Guardians was yeah. as big a risk than you think, though. It looks like it was closer to two hundred million dollars in budget. Holy shit! I've never seen this before. It says one hundred ninety-five million net and two hundred thirty-five million gross. I've never seen that put for budget. 
Oh, that's they, weird. They put gross in net for budget. That is that weird. Doesn't make sense. No. It doesn't. But anyway, um, so yeah, yeah, but it made seven hundred thirty-three million dollars. So moot point. But yeah, it, it was that, that is more than I thought. That is yeah. yeah. Let me see. I want, I'm well, and to finish to finish that point Sorry, too. Is, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, um, I have a I have a buddy in Texas um, that I went to college with, and up until I think a few weeks ago, he still hadn't seen Guardians. He just He's seen some superhero huh. movies, but he's kind of like, he, he got fatigued pretty quickly on yeah. them. So we were talking about it on the pod, and I've consistently posted things about Guardians because I loved that movie when it came out. It really, yeah. it helped me get through yeah. a, a very uh, hard spot. Watching your eyes um, bug out and your and your, your the crack of your mouth drool a little bit when you saw the Star-Lord helmet at the Science of the Marvel oh, yeah. Cinematic Universe. like. It was it was it was fun to see. I was it's, like, it's awesome. I, like, I want that helmet. <laughs> and you even, I think you said those exact. Words I did. Too. I did. I was I was thinking of ways to uh, cut that glass open and just just take it and wear it <laughs> you out. Needed Scott Lang at that right? point. Yeah, um, but no. This this guy uh, he uh, he finally watched it and and hit me up on Facebook and just said, "Hey, I totally get it now. I get why you love this movie so much. And you're right. It was really fun. I, it's a really great movie." And that's that's the thing. If if somebody that's not super into superhero movies like we are can come out and say, you know, a couple years later after that movie's been out, this is a really great movie. It's really fun. I would watch this again. That that shows me that it has staying power. Well, so, you know, they, they they have already said that, um, and this has never happened, but there's been fanboys out there like hoping there'd be a Star Wars Marvel crossover someday, and, and uh, I know nobody in this room wants that, but no, at the same time, a little bit. I we, do don't, we don't need it, though, because Guardians of the Galaxy is Star Wars within Marvel. Like you yes. can, That yeah. could be their Star Wars, and that thing could spawn multiple sequels and multiple oh, yeah. side movies or sequels or whatever they call just, those things. Just like the Avengers, the makeup of the Guardians changes, you know, and... Yeah. It, you know, you throw in different characters, and sometimes you have Star Lord there. Sometimes you might not. It might just be like Rocket leads the team for well, a little bit say, of comics. So we, we may never get the the Tony Stark, uh, Bruce Banner road trip movie that Kyle wants, but we could get a Rocket Raccoon Groot like road trip through the stars, and hmm. that would be kind of fun. I'd be okay with that. And it wouldn't even it wouldn't you, I'd, you probably wouldn't have to spend that much money on something like that. But I don't know. Yeah, you would. It would be it a lot of VFX, digital characters. Yeah, yeah. That's true. you'd have to have one hu- at least one human character. But I think it would do well. I mean, I think to. I think it would do well just because. Yeah, it's just Rocket talking and Groot going. I am Groot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously you're going to have other. It's going to they're going to interact with other wide sure. know, range of characters. Mm-hmm. But I think Groot is Groot brought in some new fans to the Marvel Universe that weren't there before, you know? Like, oh, sure. There's a lot of people who just, like, just fell in love with that damn tree. Yeah. Especially yeah. Baby Groot. Especially oh, Baby Groot. Cool. Well, anyway. that, was a, that was a good, long discussion. What the hell that. started that, nice. that discussion? Uh, this, see, this is what we did uh, <laughs> two weeks ago when you were gone. <laughs> yep. The we just start with, like, a, a small topic and just and fucking just go. Uh, you know what? That's right, because yep. you did say that we This like, started with... Yep. Uh, with Tim Miller um, leaving, right? No. No? No, this started no. with... Um, with The Flash. The Flash. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Warner Brothers, get your shit together. Woo! This is this Sorry. is how there we, we do go. here at The Way We Nerd. Uh-huh. Um, all right, well, here, let's... We can go through these pretty quick. I, that sounds bad, but... For one of them, but... Uh, <laughs> this one intrigues me. Uh, Santa's Village at Lake Arrowhead is coming mm-hmm. back this year for a limited time. Well, I don't know what that I'm is. I'm not a California mm-hmm. native. I was hoping that, that maybe maybe you guys or one of you, one of you would know. I'm from it's, Northern California. Okay. Well, I am too. But wait, Santa's Village is coming back to so, where? To Lake Arrowhead. 
Uh, yeah. What the hell's that? I don't know. Isn't it's, that in Arizona? No, I'm doing no, no, no. It's it's here. It's here because this used to be, I guess, a big thing in um, I want to say the '60s, '70s, and then it, it died out. And yeah, we would totally know about that. Well, okay, okay, no, but I think <laughs> it went. Even, no, 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 hang on. We weren't in Southern California. I think it we went alive. It yeah. went into the '80s though, too, right. if I remember fair enough, right. Fair enough. Okay. So I was hoping maybe tail end of it, one of you guys might have gone with your family or something. Anyway, nope. Apparently, it was this huge, iconic, like, well-loved thing, and people it, it, people just stopped going to it. It just died out. It was too hard to, to keep the park up, but they preserved it. They have all of the original stuff, at least in one one area, and they're going to reopen it this year. I thought that's kind of cool, bringing back, uh, apparently, a me California me, icon. Yeah, exactly. Well, I do remember this. There is a Santa Claus lane from here to Santa Barbara, from between L.A. and Santa Barbara. Interesting. And they used to have a huge Santa Claus that used to be there, and then the town got taken down. And it was a whole big thing. But, okay. yeah, I've never heard of this Santa's Village thing. Yeah. Well, maybe it's something we can check out come Christmas time. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Katie will want to. Okay, fair enough. All right. Um, well, you, next... guys, you guys can go on a double date, and you guys can go to Tim Oh, no, we're all going. We're all going. Oh, that's adorable. Why would you assume Moorhead won't have a girlfriend by then? Anyway, continue. <laughs> Dead silence. <laughs> All right, uh, next topic. That's this true. this has been this has been a couple weeks. Uh, Steve Dillon passed away recently. He was oh, a big artist on yeah. Preacher and The Punisher. Holy uh, crap! Iconic comic book artist. So yeah, we couldn't have been that old. No, no. I, I don't remember when he was born. Um, I bet you it was cancer, right? It may have been. Oh. So that's unfortunate. A little Preacher bit of sadness. is one of two comic book series I have read a ton of. Oh, Preacher there you go. So yeah. It's, it's really good. No, it's sitting on my DVR. I've read Preacher all the way through. I've read about And I read Why the Last Man all the way through. He's only 54. Okay. okay. He's so fucking young. Um, Preacher's great. And there's some amazing art in that. Yes. Yeah. Especially those first three trades are just... Like, cause, I mean, yeah. not that the later ones aren't great, but those were when everything was new when I was first reading it. And yeah. just like, <gasps> when you first see R-Space. Yes! Yeah. Right? R-Space. Yeah. Did they even do him in the show? I need to watch I don't know. I, I haven't watched the show yet. I, I haven't started. Anyway. I'm bringing home my DVR. I'm going to start watching it. All right. Let's there we go. I just started watching Luke Cage, but we'll, we'll talk about it. Excellent. Later. Finally. So. Um, all right, Cubs. Cubs and Indians. It's it's uh, now what game six. So predictions. Indians are up three two. Yep. I, I still think the Cubs can pull it out. I'm not saying they're going to, but I think they can. They're they're oh, back uh, back in Cleveland. So. I know. I know. Go I'm Cubs. I guess. Yeah, I'm still rooting <laughs> for the Cubs. I am too. I Sorry, am too. Indians fans. But if the Indians win, like I said, I won't be sad because no. that's still pretty cool because it's been it's been know, a long time 60, for them 70 too. Seventy years since then, theirs. But yeah, they, I think I mentioned this on the last one. Maybe I didn't. There wasn't even radio. Baseball? No, I didn't actually. There wasn't even baseball on the radio the last time the Cubs won the World Series. So there's no recorded anything from that World Series. There's just a couple of photographs. There wasn't obviously there wasn't a couple of charcoal camera. sketches. Yes, yes. Exactly. That's how long ago that fucking th- oh, oh my somebody God. etched into oh, stone. Man, poor Cubs. The only reason I want them to win, and this is a selfish reason, is because I don't want anybody fucking rooting for them next year because the Giants are going to win next year. No, oh, sorry, the Royals everyone. are going to win next year. Are you That's kidding? Cute. That's, that's cute. All Royals, Royals, Royals are Giants. Right Royals Giants right, for 2017. I'll take, I'll take that again. The yep. only way this year's World Series affects me is that the Indians making it to the World Series. Or is it the Cubs? Cubs. No, it's one of them. <laughs> I think it's the Indians because the Cubs have been there. No, they haven't. No. no, the Cubs haven't even been there since the, like. The they, Cubs were there, they, were they there in like the 60s? 
answer the question. Mm-hmm. They might have been. I feel uh, like the, uh, the Indians have been there recently, though. Indians were in '97. Yeah, they lost. Yeah, okay. They lost to the. Cubs, the I, I don't remember who they lost to. The Braves. That was the Braves. That's the Indians okay. and Braves. That's yeah. right. Okay. So then the Cubs making it to the World Series means that the Sacramento Kings are now the professional sports team that has gone the longest without making it to a championship. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> are the Minnesota Timberwolves older than you guys? I do not believe they have existed long enough. Wow. They have. They have. Because the Kings franchise goes back to. There's like nobody the in there's nobody in hockey. Fifty one is the last time the Kings franchise went to the championship. And where Dang. were they at at they that time? They They're, were, I believe, in Rochester. <laughs> Rochester. I they were the Rochester Royals, then the Kansas City Royals, then the Sacramento Kings. Oh. So okay, okay. I don't know. and maybe that's not true, but I heard it somewhere, and I'm sticking to it. Great. Poor God, Kings. That's, I, yeah, Great. I'm trying to think. Of, I try, I'm trying to think of his Detroit Lions even. Mm. Detroit Lions haven't been in the Super Bowl in like 50-something years. How about the Browns? <laughs> Oof. Uh, Browns, I, think the Browns went, I think the Browns went in the 80s. Did they? Maybe. Are we Bernie sure? Kozar. Not sure. Not sure. I, could just, I just saw a thing that the Patriots traded a player to the Browns um, just, I think, oh, yesterday. so bad for that and guy. That's where you, that's where you <laughs> go to die. Back then. The Super Bowl's only been around for... Yeah, I don't think the, the Detroit Lions but have been in this been the, in the championship that's called the Super Bowl. Um, four NFL teams have never appeared in a Super Bowl: Cleveland Browns, Detroit Lions, the Jaguars, <laughs> and the Texans. Jaguars <laughs> and Texans are both expansion teams. Yep. So they can't. So they, they don't count. They don't count. Part. No, because yeah. otherwise it'd be like never. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which you can't really. Yeah. But the Browns in '64 and Lions in '57 had won NFL championship games prior to the creation of the Super Bowl. There you go. So they okay. both won. Now this is just uh, but still this so, is just championship championship game. So, so when was yeah. the Kings' last appearance again? 1951. You are the winner. Yeah. Dang, I know. It's All right, you're the winner. Sad. Oof. Unless you count 2002 when they won the championship. Well, the season's already started. How in the, my head. How the Kings yeah. are right now? Uh, two and one. Okay, that works. With a uh, they may be two and two actually at this moment because they were playing the Hawks and it wasn't looking good. I know the Lakers won their first game. Other than that, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't watch basketball. I just I know I you just, don't have a team. No. I don't. I well, just, if you were if you were to root for a basketball team, okay, yeah, Kings are two and two. They just lost to the Hawks. Who would the Kansas City people root for? Uh, they root for a team. I don't even know. Who's the Kings. closest to? Well, the Kings because they used to be there. They were there in yeah. like the fifties. There's, well, no, St. Louis, yeah, there's but, no St. Louis team, right? No, no. There's no St. We don't have a professional basketball team yeah. in Missouri. Um, maybe. Maybe the Bulls in Chicago. Yeah, I guess that's close. Maybe enough. that's fairly close, but I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Fair enough. No, no, let's move on. I grew like, up on baseball like, and football. Wouldn't New Orleans be close to you guys or Oklahoma City? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess Oklahoma City would be closer than than Nylons. No, what about Atlanta? No, Atlanta. yeah, I mean. By yeah. the way, we don't talk about that show enough. That show's fucking amazing. I haven't watched it yet. Watch it. You're going to love it. What show? Dude, Atlanta. just watch it for the oh, fake Atlanta? commercials. They have oh. fake commercials oh that God, might awesome. actually be real commercials. I can't tell. <laughs> but they're part of the show, and they're fucking brilliant. But they're real products. That's the thing about them. Oh, they're real so products. Like integration. I think. Okay. Interesting. There's a couple of them that I don't know if they're real products. I'm like, because it's like like hair gel that's like... Like kind of like the 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 come into America Soul Glow type thing. Uh-huh, so I can't imagine uh-huh. that's real. But then they'll do like one for Sprite. But it'll it'll be you guys watch it. I can't I can't even describe okay. it. Okay. Donald Glover, I fucking bow down to you, man. You're Absolutely. just you're just brilliant. I, I do love that Donald show Glover. Is so fucking good. Anyway, 
Okay. What's next? Um, all right. One more thing, and then we'll get God. to the meats. This really quick thing. This this super quick thing. So, Damn, some news on Indiana Jones 5. Yes. Um, this one shocked me a little bit. Uh, apparently, David David Coop is back writing the script. He wrote the script for Crystal Skull. That's he's, he's already been tongue-in-cheek about Crystal Skull. He's like, yeah, Indy 5 is going to have aliens through the whole thing. Lots and lots of aliens. There's going to be refrigerators and nuclear explosions. What he's not being tongue-in-cheek? No, he is. What he, if he actually <laughs> thinks that like Crystal Skull was good? Well, according, to, according to Josh Moore, the problems com- with it. According to Josh Moore, the conversation went went like this: aliens, refrigerator, yeah. So that's how that conversation went. So what we're saying basically here is it's not David Cop. They say his name David. I say Coop because it's K O E. That guy, David David K. If it's not his Kep? fault, then Kep maybe I don't know. If George is out, then and then they're basically throwing him completely under the bus for Crystal Skull, saying it's all George. That yeah, that it's movie. gonna be funny when Indy Five sucks and it's David. I hope it does. No, I hope it does. If it does, and George is gonna sit back and fucking He'd be like, yeah, as he smokes like, a cigar, he's like a thousand dollar put bills. those aliens in there. Good. So yeah, the news is George Lucas has no involvement with Indy Five. Oh, if you didn't guess, um, no, George. no story credit, no executive producer. Well, he's got to have. I mean, based on characters created he might, by. Yes, yeah. yeah, he'll get that credit, I'm sure, but, but he has no involvement. legally mandated. Yeah, so I guess the whole, the plot has been devised by Spielberg and David Coop. Um, I really hope I'm powers. pronouncing his name right. I don't know if you know this this kind of thing about, if you just said about the writing law, or the, the laws, as far as that goes. Since he sold off Lucasfilm, including all his properties, does he even... Does, do they even need to put the creative eye in there? Yeah, they, they still, still do. Have because to. if you look at, like, you still get, like, Superman created by... That's and, true. Like, yeah. Good call. That's true. All that. That's so. true. That's yeah. true. Very, 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 very true. Well, maybe that's part of why I mean, he's not going to be involved. He sold it off. He's I like, mean, I'm done with it. You guys don't want me on this anymore. I'm done. I'm going to be... I mean, the thing is, I bet you if... And, I, and I, I have to believe that George and Steven are still good friends, and him and Harrison are all still good friends. I would hope so. If George really, really, really wanted to be on it, they would go to bat for him. But it was probably one of those things yes. where George was like, all right, I'm not going to create a headache for you guys. I'll take a walk. You know, it, I have to. I have to. I'll take my four billion dollars. Exactly. I was gonna say George isn't. George isn't crying. I mean, I mean, the man still. No, lives he's he's not hurting on this ranch mansion and his ranch. Beautiful. His ranch. I like that. South Salido, or whatever the hell it is. He lives up Marin County, which yeah. is might as well just be called George Lucas County. Yeah, might as apparently well. everybody who work, who lives there works there too, <laughs> or at one time. I believe it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, interesting I news. I, I'm, the thing about it is, I'm I, I'm kind of sad. Like I, I, I don't I, I, I believe that he was one of the biggest problems with Crystal Skull because he was probably the driving force behind that whole story. Um well, but I just I'm just I, I don't know, I guess I just miss George. Like, uh, I guess he's been fucking up for so long, I guess we can't Yeah. I'll I'll say this. I'll say this in defense of George. <laughs> I know. Hard to do. In defense of Mr. Lucas. Um, for Crystal Skull, it's not that I had a problem with with the aliens. It's that I had a problem with that whole situation, setting, story, everything. Uh-huh. The aliens were totally in line with the script. As, as far as, like, okay, this Crystal Skull thing is going to be an extra-dimensional, almost space object, in a sense. So there's going to be aliens. There was a huge alien scare in the 50s when we were dealing with the Cold War and the Soviets and everything else. So, story-wise, it, it all makes sense. 
I just didn't care for the story. I, I didn't need to see that. I, I would have rathered a different MacGuffin altogether instead of the Crystal Skull. Yes. I just, I don't, the, the I don't find it as interesting. was the conception of it. Yes. Well, yeah. you, think, you think also maybe the reason they went that way was because they've been dealing with religion for so long and, and religion has become kind of a touchy subject. Uh, maybe. Do you think they maybe they just said, okay, well, we have to com- connect to something mystical or something, so why don't we just connect but it to this? There are plenty of ancient cultures that have have mythology and and mystical objects that you can you can use as a well, MacGuffin. I, I don't or, understand why they had, why don't they dive into Greek mythology or Roman mythology? Or yeah, yeah, way. yeah. Or take, um, I mean, the Spear of Destiny would be a good one. I know that's that's Christian mythology, but that's an interesting no, thing. or or Atlantis. Why does that sound familiar? Yeah, it's it's the spear that pierced Jesus Christ's side when yeah, he was on the cross. Else, there's something else called the Spear of Destiny. There's, I don't know. there's well, a great game called Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, there's talking. there's plenty of up. there's plenty of of why is it the spear of destiny? It's it's technically called the lance of Longinus because the Roman soldier's name was Longinus, okay. and he's the one that, that sounds, so his, sounds like, like a poor name. It's guess, true, yeah. Yeah. Longinus. Yeah. yeah, so his his spear is the spear that they they stabbed it's a Jesus for his with. Giant penis. Exactly. The Holy no. Land. Which he also no. stabbed Jesus. We're so off topic right now. He also stabbed Jesus with his giant penis. <laughs> So, because because Christ's blood got onto the spear, uh-huh. it was then later commonly known as the Spear of Destiny. So there was this whole mythology about it. Hitler and and his and Jesus Himmler Hitler actually searched it? for it during World War II, or there was because okay. they were all into say, there's an article the here objects says, and artifacts. So it says Hitler, Hitler, and the but spear like what? Of yeah, what did the, did the spear have powers? Well, Allegedly. after after the fact, yes. Mytho- Welcome to Jesus Talk. Like, yes, <laughs> Jesus Talk One Hundred and One. Be, because it pierced Christ's body, mm-hmm. it was then said to have mystical properties, Such like as. many other things. I don't, I don't remember. It was just powerful. Like whoever, whoever the held the Christ compels you. Actually, well, kind of. It, whoever held the spear of destiny controlled the world. Basically, that's that's what it was. Wait, isn't that um, what, isn't that what Jesus said on the South Park? Sorry, I don't know. A little. Off there's also way. they use it in Constantine too with Keanu Reeves. That Maybe that's where I'm the spear of, of destiny. It's actually just the spear tip. Um, and that's the, the tip. and he wears it in a necklace like an Indian. He does. Right? I'm definitely going to hell because after all this, I'm talking about porn and all these. Oh man, yeah. This Although, guy, this this went south fast. South, <laughs> south Park. No, but what? No, was, but, no I love I love when Jesus was a character on South Park. That was fucking. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What's next? So okay. So all of that to say, yeah, yeah. we'll we'll see where Indy Five goes and as it develops. Yeah. Uh, one other thing is the pick of Destiny. The pick Tenacious of that's what I'm thinking of. Tenacious D and the pick of destiny. Exactly yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, um, I, 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 there's something really well known that it has that similar title. Anyway, if you if you haven't watched also the little short, it's like 30 to 50 seconds of the Indiana Jones animated short. You should. Yeah, you talked about. Uh, that. Um, I watched. I don't it. want I to because that's going to make me want to see way more, and then we're not going to. It is. Anymore. I already do, and I I hope I hope Disney is smart and because sees the guy's work and it's like, okay, let's do this. Just those pictures got me excited. Those yeah. Drawings. Well, and the like, anim- it was old school animation. It was two D. And right? the animation is fan- is fantastic. It's not this. It's not the bastardized, dumbed down shit that we have today. It's old school animation that would work. And it with looks a like, team behind it, him, it looks like Walt Disney presents. Indiana yes, Jones. yes, <laughs> it's it's awesome. Like it's totally awesome. The but, tone is great. The movement and action is great. So give it a give it a go. I'll check it out. Yeah. Although, you know, to be honest with you, I still haven't watched the Logan trailer, speaking of things that I haven't watched. You yet. should. 
It's weird. You I haven't seen that yet. It's very Western. Speaking of is Western, it bad, no, is it bad that I want to now take ten minutes and hear Dan's take on the X Men time? No, no, oh, we're no, not I doing did, that. I did, I did, I did we're not doing it. Thing. I hear the whole thing. And, okay, okay. Then let me ask you this: Was okay. there anything that you felt like they were off on on that? You mean the timeline? Yeah, the X Men timeline of it all. Well, I think. Oh, I think. I think overall, it was stupid. But at the same no, no, time, no, 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 no. I mean, no. Dan or Josh and Josh. Is there anything that they said that you would disagree no, because, with about how the timeline's set up and what still did and didn't happen? Uh, I disagree to a point in the sense that they'd say, they they made it more convoluted than I think it really is. Like they 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 you guys kept throwing things out and I was like I think you're thinking too much into this. They they basically, in my opinion, they just did a reset with Days of Future Past and did exactly what Kyle said. Where although Josh was saying something about it, it's in this tube of a world, and I was I think. I, I, I agree with Kyle. I think they completely fucking reset it to the point where uh, half of that shit didn't happen anymore. So one, two, three origins and pretty much, the Wolverine or happen. they didn't happen the same way. They c- kind of like uh, what did I just see the uh, oh Flashpoint? Uh, you watching? Mm. You got caught up on Flash? No, uh, uh, no. Okay, I'll just say this: Flashpoint only lasts well. It only lasts a few episodes. It only lasts an episode, season, right? kind of, and but the effects of it are gonna are gonna permeate through the entire Arrowverse. Which is cool, but it's not. But it's not huge. It's not huge differences. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, like uh, I'll just give something a little away because you don't watch Arrow, you do. But this isn't the. No, it's it, fine. The Flashpoint changed it. the fact changed Diggle's daughter into a son. So there's little changes like that. Mm-hmm. Although Barry feels that because, like, oh my god, I just erased a little girl from existence, basically. But there are little changes, subtle changes. But he's still with that girl. You know, uh, Felicity and Ollie are still broken up. So there's still a lot of things still happened. As they should, but they it affected little things, and I think that's what happened with with X Men. I think Days of Future Past fuck with the timeline enough that it's a little bit of a different timeline, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it didn't skew so much that one, two, and three didn't happen. But events might have happened in different order. People might have met in a different order, but I still think that kind of stuff happened. I think there was still like a mutant registration act. I think there was still mm-hmm. all the major events still happened, just little subtle things that they're not going to get into in the movies because there's not enough time. That being said. I agree with Kyle. They they fucked it all up. It was just like they tried to do what Star Trek did because Star Trek did it right. Yep, and they they blew it. They fucking yep. blew it. You know, like because Star Trek had a perfect example, and, and it was way. And even though Josh doesn't really like this, Morehead to keep the old fans and to bring in new fans. They're saying that timeline still exists. People, don't worry. It's just this one skewed and it went this way. So like Back to the Future, which is we all love that time travel movie. So that's this the the thing you all know and love still exists. Don't worry, it's still there. Yeah. But then now there's this other cool timeline we can play in. That's what X Men was trying to do, but they did not pull it off at all. <laughs> Fail. Okay, moving on. All right. Thank you. Thank you Dan. So you're welcome. All right. I um, kind of wish I was there for that conversation when I was listening to it. I, <laughs> I wish you had been too, because that would have probably summarized. The and I, I, I but, yeah, I, I loved how Kyle got so excited because <laughs> excited in the way that he just his, his voice kept going up and up and up because <laughs> yeah, X Men is his least yeah. favorite of all these comic yeah. books. Yeah. Series. yeah, something that I can like, but. Yeah, I, I love it. Enthusiastically be like, so what the fuck? Time. And right. I really want to watch Apocalypse again because I remember enjoying it. I don't. But hearing you guys talk about <laughs> no, it I would I'm watch like, it one more time Okay, it's probably so shitty. No, I have I to own it because it. I'm a completist. I would watch it I one more time. I will own it, so. Yes, yes. I own Wolverine. Ass. I will, yes. <laughs> I own Wolverine Origins, so. Anyway, uh, uh, next thing. All right, so another what the fuck moment. Westworld. Episode 5. Okay. Yes. Let's get into that. Okay, so I want to start, because West we've talked about this a little bit, but I want to sort of put this on the record, and then... 
Sure. Like, if we can do the first part of this discussion, I want to sort of lay out my grand unified theory, and mm-hmm. then we can talk about if there's anything in five that starts poking holes in it. Or fits into it. Or fits into it, Because yes. I think there's a lot okay, of things that fit grand into it. Unified, it's Kyle's three, grand unified yes. theory. So it's three parts. And and now I'm even more convinced of a thing that I didn't necessarily put in the theory because right. it didn't need to be there. I fully support this theory, too. Um, Just so, for the record. Part one, and I don't remember, I wrote a blog post, and I don't remember what the three delineated parts were necessarily, but the maze exists to, okay, the man in black, let's start there. The man in black Uh is dying. Yes. Yes. And he believes that if he makes it to the center of the maze, he will basically become an immortal robot human. Which we okay. think? Which do we think that's? Oh, sorry. Let me well, okay. oh, yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's yeah. first. That's yeah. what he believes. Okay. That's what he believes. He believes that if he gets to the maze, he will be able to upload his consciousness to a host right. and essentially live forever. Because this might fit into right. some kind of theory now, I have too. But good. Part two of this is what the maze is actually for, and the maze is actually a way to. My my current theory, and there's sort of two ways to go here. It doesn't really matter at this point. I don't think which way you go. It's either the one that I subscribe to is that it is a way for hosts who have become conscious. Sort of getting to the center of this maze requires consciousness. Okay. And if you are a host that gets to the center of this maze, you basically become the equivalent of like a real boy. It's like a Pinocchio machine. Huh. Right? I like that. Now, can we, can we coin that term, the Pinocchio, Pinocchio machine? machine? Yeah. I like it. Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, the other version of that that I've, that I've sort of heard batted around a little bit is that it is a in a similar way like if you get to it you have sort of proven that you've gained consciousness and then you get destroyed because we can't have robots that are conscious (laughs) um which leads to all these weird ethical implications because you're basically killing a conscious being at that point right um which is interesting for a show yes to explore yeah you know so there's those two and then i think and this is sort of, I think, the most out there part of this theory. Maybe it's all the way the fuck out there. Who knows? Is that Bernard... Jeffrey Wright, right? Jeffrey yes. Wright okay. was a host. I think, like, in, like, episode nine, like, at the end of the thing, we're going to see him in the park in William's timeline. Um, was a host, made it to the center of the maze, became a real boy, and is now trying to do the same with Dolores. So, are you saying that he knows, he knows, he knows then? Either he knows or he Specs, he doesn't know and has been through. Um, is it is it Alfred? I can never remember his name. Al. Dude, I, I, uh, I forget all the characters' uh, names. <laughs> not Alfred. Uh, the actors more than Al, characters. Uh, oh god, Which one are we talking about? Uh, Ford's Ford's partner. Ford's old partner who's dead. Yeah. Oh shit, Alan. I think. Nope. No. Nope. It's not that either. Albert. Alfred. Isn't it Alfred? Maybe. Are you sure maybe it's not or, Alan? Uh, yeah, it's not Alan. This is sad. This is really sad. This is sad. Gonna, okay, yeah, well, here's... Right so, so there's that. Right. And then, right, right, on right. top of that, the the very popular theory that I am more and more and more inclined to believe is that William is... We are seeing him in the past. Him and his brother-in-law. Right. And Dolores. We are seeing right. them in the past... And he becomes the man in black. Right. After his, after a bunch of time, but after also that the family business buys out the park. 
Right. Um, and I feel like that basically covers everything. But the the so yeah, Jeffrey Wright is actively trying to get Dolores to go to the maze, and yeah. Okay. I yeah. also I also think that's so, the sort of grand unified theory. Thought I had just just as you were talking about it again. I I do think that uh, assuming Jeffrey Wright is a host or I was don't think a host, he knows. I think you're right. He yeah. doesn't know because there's that whole yeah what I would call fake backstory about his son Charlie, right. whose death he is not yet over. Yes, and his conversation with his wife. Yes, which is very weird to me. It. It just seemed Arnold. very Arnold. Arnold. Jesus, thank you. Yeah, uh, yes. It just seemed very out of place. Right yes. his, his backstory. <clears throat> yes. So, so here's here's why we think Bernard is is a robot, a robot. Um, I think there just there was one line. Actually, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt too no, much. No. But there was one line that, and maybe you just said this right now as I was looking up Arnold. Did you mention you mentioned last pod or the pod I was on? I'm sorry, two pods ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Hopkins has a line, you do remember your son. Did you say that already? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Your yeah, son, yeah. Sorry, whose death you are not yet over, Charlie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> As if prompting a robot to remember his backstory. Yeah. Right. Um, but the way you said it, though, you do you remember, like, the way you said it. Is that the, that the way Hopkins said it, too? It's, it's as close as I could get to remembering. But because he the way said you it, said it sounded... He said it in a very, like, I am triggering you to have yeah, a specific A very methodical to. way. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, and there's just... also the way uh, the chick from Borgen, the chick who's sort of in charge... Oh from yeah, the company. yeah, uh, yeah. That she, Natalie, I think her name's Natalie. Okay, Natalie. We'll say yeah. Natalie. Sure. <laughs> yeah. um, when her and Bernard are sleeping together, yeah. she's like, "This is just sex. Like, I'm just using you for sex." I don't remember the exact phrasing, but it's very much like a "You are right. my sex bot," right? You know, or you always know. I think it's something like when he's like rubbing her shoulders or something like that. You always know what to do. Something like that. just I don't what, what to the do or something. Is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but still, that that is also something you might tell a lover. So I mean, they're just yeah, they're, sure. they're being really clever. It's, the way it's they're very doing ambiguous. Yeah. Still. And then there's the like the interesting thing to me, and maybe this is me reading way too much into shit. But they talk about how it's hard to get a signal out of the uh, the park out of Westworld. Yeah. Yes. And he's talking to his ex-wife, presumably ex. Presumably. Yeah. Um. And. There's no delay in their conversation. So if it's so hard to get a signal out of there, why, where are they? Like, it's hard to get a signal out, yeah. which makes me feel like they're either not on Earth or most of humanity is not on Earth. That humanity and them are in separate places. So yeah. why, unless she also works or lives in the park, not be a delay between their conversation? Yeah, or which some makes sort of she signal degradation. Host. That is there specifically for that purpose. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Potter. Or maybe his story when he became a real boy was he had a son who died and that was his wife in the park and all this shit happened, you know? What maybe. were you going to say before I No, just, just, the, just the, the conversation and the way – basically the, the point is that the only backstory that we've seen – that we know is from somebody that's human is Ford's. We got a little glimpse of Ford's backstory where he was in the past and talking about how this park started. It wasn't going to be a park. It was just us making robots and, you know, developing developing this technology. And it was great in the old days because it was pure creation. Yeah. He ke- he keeps talking about pure creation, and he wants he wants that again. He Ford really kind of hates the park in a sense. 
Um, not as not as much as Arnold. Arnold really hated the park, and I don't know. I don't hate the right word. I think he's just he, he's no, resentful of certain parts of it. He's, he's he resentful. wanted to be God. Yeah, exactly. yeah. He doesn't. Want, he he doesn't. And the park was getting in the way of that. You yeah, can't be. Contr- you can't be God control. while yes having this park not go to shit. Right. Yeah. So so the other the other fun point then is the only other backstories we've seen have all been related to hosts. Hosts' backstories. Mm-hmm. The only human backstory we've really gotten is Ford's. So, again, maybe it's reading too much into it, but the fact that we just see... Ford basically tells Bernard that, oh, your son, you know, you're not over that yet. I know you're not. Blah, 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 blah. Has that little conversation with him. And then he goes and talks to his quote-unquote ex-wife about his son. Yeah. To me, that, that reeks of host backstory basically yeah. um just just because i, I feel like it, the way it was filmed and the way it was revealed to us was not similar to ford's backstory so yeah yeah i i think there are plenty of plenty of plot points that point to bernard being a host who doesn't know he's a host yeah because he's achieved consciousness sentience he's he thinks for himself but the other the other part of that too is this whole problem with with hosts in the park and them waking up he's he's covering for ford we have to remember that too yes so he's not doing anything to stop it either no he's covering part of it he's keeping part of it from ford yes especially there's, with dolores yes yeah there's a there's a dolores is the most maybe the most fascinating part of a lot of this yes there was a this last post episode that uh John Nolan put on, I think it was a Reddit or somewhere, a forum, something like that. Uh-huh. And he said, the scary thing is not a, a robot or a computer passing the Turing test. The scary thing is when it deliberately fails it. Yes. Which we saw with Dolores in this, yes. this last episode. Like, Explain one more time what the Turing test is. It's basically... Um, Testing if a if an artificial intelligence has not consciousness but is sentient. Yeah, can okay. basically like, have make you, you think the Turing test is believing that it is an actual human on the other end of that conversation and not in fact a an artificial intelligence. Or this is the gentleman right. that uh, uh, not Robert, Robert, no, Alan. That's it. Alan Turing, and he's the one that the Benedict Cumberbatch played in the Imitation Game. Yes, that is, yeah, that Turing. sounds right. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He came up with that that test. Way back when, or was this? Other, I just, don't know they just if name he came up with it, or if it was named after him. I don't know. I don't know it the history of the starting of the what, Turing test. Because yeah. what he did to discover those machines in in the German, uh, what was it, the German, not the the Enigma machine, the Enigma machine, crack the Enigma uh-huh. code exactly yeah. is is kind of very rudimentarily this. Yes, so, yeah, yeah, because you're not doing it. You're not having to punch in all the calculations. Yeah, it's doing it on so time. yeah. And I'm, and, I'm, yeah. and I'm interested in the fact that they have that that test, or is that just in the show? Is that a real thing? That is a real thing. Okay. It is, is okay. a thing in real So life. the Turing test is, was developed by Alan Turing in 1950, um, basically to determine a machine's ability to exhibit intelligent behavior equivalent to or indistinguishable from that of a human. Yeah. So there you go. 1950. <clears throat> All right. It's from the 50s. Um so, moving on. Okay, so here's here's my, my add-on so to Kyle's thing. is there anything that... that 
Okay, go ahead and add on, and then okay. is there anything that hurts right. or helps that? No, I think there's a lot that helps. Yeah. So Especially the two timelines thing. Yes, I definitely think there are two timelines, because I've watched episodes one through four three times now, mm-hmm. two times or three times, I don't remember. So you watch it every time the new one comes on? No, no, oh, I just, okay. as soon as, it, like, if Kyle and I are talking about theories, I'll go back and try to watch them all again to see if if what we're talking about lines up with stuff from those episodes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it has so far. There, there have been some things I'm still kind of like, ah, maybe, well, I don't know. The biggest, but, like, question marks for me have tended to be for the split timeline theory. Yes. Specifically. All tend to be around Dolores. Yes. But if you accept that Dolores is going to exist in more than one timeline because she's been... They talk about she's the oldest one she's still the in the oldest. park. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so... Yes. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely think there is a split timeline because uh, logos are different mm-hmm. when you see William and, and yeah, his brother-in-law. Um it you, looks like it's the same arrival space. Yes, and now they're they using that for the livestock for storage. storage yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Um, except it's it's a little bit different, but that that just could mean that oh hey we built yeah. this up a little bit and then we stopped using it and we started yeah. using it for storage after so many years. It's whatever close else. enough to be possible. Yes. Yes. For that question mark, um, you also get a sense again that that the company they're talking about could be that. Uh, sorry, that William and his brother-in-law are talking about could be Delos, who now owns the park. Um, just some of their conversations. It feels like it almost certainly is because yeah. what they the conversation they have about um, what's his name Arnold. Yes, the conversation they have about Arnold. When you look at the way the Man in Black has talks about Arnold, about somebody who died. 30 some odd years ago 35 and the way William and whoever the other guy's name is talk uh, about Logan him. it's William Logan. Logan that's it yeah talk about how since he died the park's been hemorrhaging money which makes it sound like right. it's not 30 years like if the park was hemorrhaging money for 30 years it'd be closed things would be it would be closed things would be way more right. difficult the Delos company would be way more on top of shit yeah if that's what was happening yeah. Although, although, which makes it sound to me like they are about to invest in this company. He is the man in black who has invested a shit ton of money in the company, right? Although there is that also. Uh, uh, I can't think. Ben Barnes is the name of the actor, and he's he's the other man in black. He just hangs out with William, his friend. Oh yeah, the yeah, his he, soon to be brother in law. Yes, and as he was saying yeah. in this last episode, their company that they are currently working for are looking to buy this place. Yeah, take it's over the family it. company. Exactly. Yeah, and we so, think that's Delos. Yeah. Oh, that's, 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 what that's what we're we saying. That's what we're saying. We think that's yeah. Delos. And then in the Men in Black timeline, which is the same as the Anthony Hopkins, as the Ford Bernard timeline. Right. We think then oh, that's 30 years, some odd, 30 some odd years later, Delos has bought it. Yeah. And William is the Man in Black. So we're seeing him in two timelines. And I, I think. That's what you're saying. I, that's where I was getting confused when you kept, kept yeah. talking about timelines. Like, what the so fuck? So the William and his about? brother-in-law stuff is that's taking the place past. 34, 35 years ago. Yeah. It's but essentially flashback. I, I feel like it's about a so, year or two, maybe, right after Arnold has the disappeared. Only, yeah. you know, the only hole I can see in that theory, and this is only if this has happened, I can't remember if it has, William hasn't seen the snake tattoo girl yet, has he? Has he? No. No. That, cause, cause, and they also haven't seen Teddy. Her. That's the other telling factor. They have not run across... To my knowledge, have not run across Teddy, and that's that's the thing Teddy's I need to go James back Marsden, and watch. Right? Yes, 
Now yes. he's there. He if I remember right, we, he's in the yes. background of a shot. He, yeah, maybe. But we don't. Well, it's, it's when it's when he picks up the can and gives it to her. Right. He's distracted in the background, if I remember right. Yes, I don't. Remember I believe sure. so. I believe but this so. This is why I need to go back and watch it again because I want to make a list yeah. of sort of all of the hosts. I and think, other things God. they run into. Yeah. Now that you guys mentioned now that you guys mentioned that this this clears up things that I was confused about, and this might prove your theory. And especially you guys haven't mentioned this yet, I can't think of the character's name. Uh, I think his name is Lawrence in the in the Man yeah. in Black yes. timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's something else. He's a fugitive. So here's the thing. This is. But he's not Lawrence, right? I. No, he's he, he's always been Lawrence. He's Lawrence. Well, he, they, yeah. they, they don't got, they, they, he, they, they don't call him that at first. He has no. his like mob name, for lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah. And then he reveals his name to be Lawrence to them a little later. Oh, he does. Okay, now yes. yeah. But the the clever way that they do this in the show is they don't. Lawrence does not show up in Williams until after the Man in Black has killed him. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, there's there's the possibility that his loop starts with him in, uh, well, no, because he's hiding out with his wife and kid, yeah, in yes. the Man in Black timeline, yes, and in Williams' timeline, he's this like gangster, that's true. and he does, the, and you know what, and you yeah. know what, so he's in two different places. So and unless his story suddenly changed, or well, he has a very long loop, it has that involves something happening in Pariah and going then to hide out with his family in this other. Smaller, shittier, more run downtown. It might yeah. if he's a, possible because he's a member. We've learned that he's he's the leader of, or not leader of, but he's a part of the revolution. Yeah, who does? Uh, but also, so maybe he goes and hides out because of that. It could be. And Man in Black says something to him too about, uh, or maybe he even said it. One of the one of them said something about there are things in my past I'm not proud of type of type of line mm-hmm. where where they they give a little bit into Lawrence so that he's not yeah. you know just the family guy that you think he. Is yeah. when he's kidnapped. Right. So, maybe you, there is a lot of... Wow. The, but the, the show's very clever about it. Because it, it doesn't confirm anything. No. 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 His presence there. No. And what I what I like is we are clearly... So, there has to Dude. be some sort of... There's two things now that we've gotten in episode five that I think alludes to where you're going with your theory and the things I've added added in. We we get the the fact that uh, William and Dolores are now on the train. And this is episode five, so spoilers mm-hmm. if you haven't watched it. So Dolores, Lawrence, and William are on this train heading to the front, which means they're going to the outer edge of the park yeah. where this war is happening, where it, civil war basically. Yeah. Um, and there have been again, I'd have to go back and watch and listen. No, but it's the it would be no, the, sorry, not I the civil war, Mexican American um, war. Yes, yes, that 18, one, eighteen twelve, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, or later than that? Is it be later than that? No, it would be later. It's than something. That. Well, I think it's the Mexican resistance against the U.S. It's like in the 30s or 40s. I think it's like the Alamo or some shit. Maybe. Yeah. Know. Maybe it's that. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent clear on the timeline. It's it's a war because yeah. because we get that that Teddy, um, his former commander now with his new yeah. backstory, Wyatt was was a general in the Union Army, which is Civil War. That's that's civil war. It's post civil war. Eighteen forty six to eighteen forty eight is Mexican American War. Okay, okay so, so maybe that. it's something after that. It's post civil uh, war. Post civil war, right? Because they right, were right, right. Confederate soldiers who never the Confederales or whatever they were called. Right, right. Um, 
we'll we'll figure it out. But they're going to this war on the yes. edge of the park, basically. Yes. And the man in black has had plenty of lines where he's he said, you know, I've figured out all of this stuff. Yeah. I've played the game, but this is the game now. There's there's a game hidden a game within, within this. Yeah. yeah. So that that I think lends credence to the fact that that William is going to be the man in black. Yes. Um, there are also, especially in this this fifth episode, he shot all of the people that were caravanning or protecting the nitroglycerin, mm-hmm. which is which is pretty dark. I mean, he didn't yeah. want to do it, but he right. did but, it. But the second he felt he had to, he, he did it. Yeah, no problem. Without hesitation, right? Yeah. Even even the unarmed dude sitting standing right, right. You know, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that's interesting, and uh, also to to kind of support the two timeline theories, um, they they took some damage in there. Like his friend, his soon to be brother in law, almost got choked to death. Like, yeah, who knows when that robot would have stopped? Like, it seems like they've dialed down the difficulty setting over the right, years. right, yeah, yeah. Well, and they say it gets more and more intense the further out you go. Yeah. So that's that makes sense that yeah. it would be more intense. You are liable to yeah. get hurt, somewhat not die, but get yeah. hurt because it's supposed to be more intense to produce these raw emotions so yeah. that you feel, have fun, whatever, uh, experience these raw emotions. Um, so there, there. What I'm waiting for is there has to be some big event in William's life to change him more into this villain because he wants to be the hero. He keeps pushing for, no, I want yeah. to be the hero, this and that. Logan keeps talking to him in episode five about how you can't play the hero. Put on the black hat. Put on the black hat. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So that that tells me that, or at least I think, that William is becoming the man in black. Yes, um, and his, his line, the little conversation, I need to watch that again, that he has with Ford, mm-hmm. um, that Ed Harris and Ford have yes. in the, in the saloon with Teddy there is a very important conversation, I think. Yes. Um, so, be- sorry, go ahead. no, I was just going to say, because Ford, Ford clearly knows who Ed Harris is, which, yeah. which makes sense because Ed Harris has That's been coming here for a long time. It is. Yeah. It's a fantastic scene. And those two actors together in that scene are yeah. just top I if, notch. I don't know if they've ever acted together, but I'm glad we got to see them at least in one scene together. Yes. Yeah. I think I think we'll get some more of that. Um, so Ed Harris, or the man in black, asks Ford, how am I doing, yeah. basically? Yeah, how close am I? How close am I? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's all very ambiguous, and you yeah. can go multiple ways, but it's a very telling scene. Yeah. And um, I guess what I'm what I'm trying to say is I think the war that they're going to the edge of the park is ultimately going to completely change William, and he's going to realize, okay, there's no point to this. I can do whatever I want. I need to be the villain to figure this out and figure out the meaning of this because his whole purpose, his purpose, is being questioned. He wants to be the hero, but he's done these villainous things now, so he's he's conflicted. Um, so I think that's where we're going to see yeah. him really start to explore that villainous side. But and it sounds like the within the safe confines of the park. Yes. Oh yes. Yes. Because yes. it sounds yes. like the man in black outside. He's a very runs nice a terrible person. organization. Yes. And he's like a good dude. Yeah. yeah. I, I love who does good things. I love yes. that when they when they go to thank him and he gets yeah. all pissed. It's like off. I'm on my vacation. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now. What I want to talk about, are we, do we want to keep talking about the theory? Do we have more things to fit well, in? I, um, no, I, I just have two questions. questions. I just have two questions for you guys. Okay. okay. Uh, and they both pertain, well, 
kind of to Dolores. Okay. Now, number one, do you think... So, is, if, in your guys' theory, Arnold would probably still be alive in the William timeline. No. No. no he's already gone at that he's point. He's probably he's gone. gone if if I'm being... Maybe like a year He or two. said probably four years. Yeah, because the man in black says he's been coming there for thirty years, and it's of course he that would be, be around. That would be his first, year, but that yeah. would yeah. put about four okay. years between. Because so, it was thirty-four years, blah 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 months, blah 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 days ago. They say the exact number. Right, but I don't remember what right, it is. right. All right. That now my sense. next question is, who who do you guys think Dolores is talking to? Arnold? I think she's yeah. I think she's talking to Arnold. But is she yeah. talking to Arnold? Arnold? Or is she talking to that? Yes, computer consciousness, Arnold. That's the question. I, I think well, she's talking. I think it is whether it is Arnold himself. Because they haven't or, said how he died yet, right? Or no, they have no. not. Or his consciousness uploaded into the system because he went through the fucking maze, yeah. Or developed the thing and then built the maze, or some programming he put deep in the system, yeah, yeah, to act as the bicameral mind, a, sh- a shadow right. of that, an echo of that. Because my, um, I don't be. know. But the interesting thing to me about Dolores is she's. If if Jeffrey Wright is sending her to the maze, and there are two timelines, her with William is not her being pushed by Jeffrey Wright. No, she is not pushed by Bernard slash Jeffrey Wright. She's pushed by until Arnold. later. Mm-hmm. In this one, this is a self motivated event. Because I got yes, I gotta say, like I mean, and she's gonna be stopped. It, she's not gonna make it. The, right. In, in that timeline, yeah. Yes, and and that's the incident that um, uh, Ford is referring to when he talks to her about how she tried to, Alfred tried to, not Alfred, Arnold, Arnold. tried to get her yeah. to, to destroy help. the park. Yeah. And that's, this. we're seeing that well, through her and with I, William now. Here's the, other, here's the yeah. other fun part to that, too, is, is uh, Ford has a bit of dialogue where... Or, or somebody does, where Arnold basically tried to take the park with him when he died. Like, yeah. he wanted to stop the park from happening. Yeah. So what if, what if, you're right, what if Arnold went through the maze, and by him doing that, that put the whole park at risk, all of the hosts, everything else, and that's why we're getting dialogue in the Ed Harris Man in Black timeline about that maze isn't meant for you, and there's almost this fear yeah. like if you go into that maze, bad shit's going to happen. It's yeah. not meant for you. That's because Arnold's at the center of that maze where he's been hiding for 35 years, and he's set up a bunch of fucking traps. So ain't nobody maybe something or or something. So I, I just feel like yeah, that's that's the the destruction that, we're talking about. Because that's that's. Like, the, I wonder if Arnold had to sacrifice himself. Like there was some key component that he had to put into the maze that required him sacrificing himself to either finish the maze or to cement the maze there and make it so that it was it could not be taken out right because that was that was the only theory i had when when this arnold person came to our knowledge i i thought to myself he didn't they had never they haven't mentioned how he died because i needed that confirmed yeah because yeah. I'm trying to remember, racking my brain trying to think they did. They didn't mention how he died. I'm just assuming he disappeared in the park, and they just assumed he was dead, and he's just hiding out, like you said, in the center, or in the center of that maze. And I don't know. It's possible. I'll be, I mean, I think everybody thinks he's alive, so I might be a little disappointed if he actually is alive. I, I don't want him to be alive. so obvious. I'm okay I'd with his consciousness he... being alive. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, like if, him well, being uploaded, or... Because he's obviously alive in some form, if you guys think that Dolores is... 
Well, no, because he could have... I mean, when I say she's talking to Arnold, I don't mean literally. It could just be code. It could be code. It could, like, Arnold is the... Okay, so they talk about the bicameral mind, right? That you hear what... Basically the robot robot God. God, Robot Jesus. But is actually your own brain. He could have programmed that, basically, in his voice. So she's talking to Arnold, but it's really, like, the voice of Arnold. The voice in her Through a pre-programmed thing to try to wake her up. Now, I know we're sort of over on time, but I, there's one thing I want to talk about about Westworld still. Okay. And that's the outside world. Because we got a couple more hints at it. But what we knew sort of going into this episode is that you have to take a, a high-speed train of sorts to get to Westworld. Right. Um, who knows what other travel is required. Right. It is at a place where it's sometimes hard to get a signal. Yeah. It is not close enough to civilization, or at least closed off enough from civilization, that people rotate in on shifts for a few months at a time. Right. But the two things we found out... Well, we also found out that Orion is... Different. Still visible. Yeah. Um, from there. We found out this week... Two more things. One, that one of the hosts was beaming information out of the park. Yes. Towards Orion. Yes. And that the fourth star was probably the satellite that he was beaming it to. Yeah. Yeah. And two other, sorry, three other things. That outside of the park, there is is little to no disease, little to no problems. Um, and three, so and the most world. interesting of all to me is uh, when the two cleaners are talking. Um, right. And when they're working on What's-Her-Face again. On Maeve. Uh, Tandy Newton, yeah. Yeah, Maeve. Oh, yeah. Um, and one of them says to the other, like, I don't Dude's remember what asshole. the... He's, he's, there's some character trait that he has. And I don't remember what it is. Um, do you remember what he says to him? Uh, I don't remember. He says, basically, it's, and I don't remember the things. He's like, you're reckless. And I don't think it's reckless, but... You know, he's talking to the guy who's trying to reanimate the bird, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, you're yeah. ambitious or you're curious or he says something like that. I don't remember I what the word is. Ambitious. I think ambitious. You're ambitious. Is, okay. Wait, those, you're are ambitious. those are hosts. Right? No, they're not hosts. Okay. No. No. I mean, well, I mean, maybe everybody on the fucking base is they, a host maybe, except yeah, yeah. for yeah. But as of right now, they seem as to be As of right people. now, they, are, they seem to be human. Yeah. But he says to him, you're ambitious, if that's the word. You're ambitious. They should have weeded that out in the embryo. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, which kind of goes into like kind of goes into the conversation we were at the science and Marvel. Yes, it does. Yes. But like the question now, I just have like a hundred questions. Like, <laughs> is this just he's he referring to normal genetic engineering that everybody does, or are these lower level, maybe mid, probably not super upper because it sounds like they rotate out? Are these mid and low level workers born there and right. engineered by the park? To be in the role they are, you know, which is interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's a. It just brought up a lot of questions because we know almost nothing about outside the park. Uh, no, and you guys had, or Potter, I think, had this theory, or he said there's a theory going around that this is taking. Uh, this is the last part you guys mentioned. It's taking place possibly on Mars or a different planet. Maybe? On Mars, on a spaceship, on the moon. A space maybe shuttle. it has on to be a, a huge, a, huge thing a though. Kyle, a on a disaster, post-disaster area of Earth. Yeah, 
I don't know. It's got to be a huge space because we don't we don't know how big the park is, but it's big enough that it it takes a little bit to get from Sweetwater, which is the center, yeah. all the way to the outskirts of the park. Have they yes. said? Have they, have and they then said there's any... trains that take you that take a while to get places, yeah. right? And, and have right. They, have, there's a border that they can cross. Have they and there's like multiple towns. Yeah, like the are the plants real. And all that stuff, like, is everything... Mm-hmm. Well, everything's engineered. I mean, Ford says he engineered, created but it, everything. But isn't, like, if, if you touch a tree, does it feel like bark? You know, does it feel like... Yeah, yes. yeah, I think yes. so, yeah. My guess is that the trees are engineered and grown to be the right size, and when a tree gets destroyed, they probably replace it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, um, we're not on a holodeck, is what I'm saying. No. No no, 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 no. Everything there is physical. Yes. Even the animals are... They're built. built. They're physical. Yeah. The cattle, because we see the, the horse. Horses, yeah, so. especially and the scene bird. The scene with the bird. which Basically yeah. everything probably but that fly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right? Watch. Yeah. Know, it'd be weird if they... I don't. Maybe it wouldn't be weird. Maybe it's exactly what they do in building a fly. And maybe. They, I don't know. The Okay, so two other things, because I know we're, we're yeah. basically no, out of time. Good. But two other things that are in relation to Dolores, which are big Dolores yeah, moments. Josh would have left by now. In episode five, he totally would have. Is that her um, name rhymes with a part of the female anatomy? <laughs> Dolores. Oh, <laughs> I miss that show. Um, yeah. So Don't worry, it's on TBS, twenty four hours a day. That's true. <clears throat> the the fortune teller moment in Pariah when yes. she's there and she basically is getting a fortune read by herself, and the card is the maze. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's just an interesting thing to note. Yeah, that was kind of uh, great. That was kind of weird when she walks in and there's a there's a you know a tarot read card reading lady and the psychic or whatever. Yeah. And all of a sudden it turns into her. I'm like, wait, what's going on? And, and then she's well, gone. And, and then, then she's, she's gone. gone. It's I in mean, her head. It's it's, it's all, all in her head. It's all part yeah. of the Arnold program. Is what yes. I'm going to call it. I, I which like is that. an acronym for something. Probably, probably. Um, the other thing too is her stone cold shooting all of yes. the bandits. Um, only when William was in was in danger. Was in danger, yes, yeah. yes. But she takes care of it, and her loop. She wouldn't have done that. Yeah, she's off her loop. Even in the past, at this point, she's off her loop. Yeah, oh yeah, she's way off. So that then tells me again that there are two timelines because you go forward to the Man in Black timeline, and she finds that gun in the dirt. She digs it up yeah. outside the ranch, and she shoots the guy in the barn. Now we know why she is able to overcome her programming and do that. Because yeah. she's done it before. Yeah, but the thing is, is and this this might only 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 thing I could shoot a hole through you guys is two timeline theory. Why would they let Dolores exist again? Because they seem to be so quick on destroying that one guy that killed himself with a rock. Well, he he destroyed himself. His, he did. He's unusable now. His programming yeah. is dead. That's I guess that's his, true. But I mean, it, it was just but his brain is dead. But uh, it just seems like they would just destroy Dolores completely and just. A new well, maybe. Well, but they, I mean, what they place. do is put her in cold storage. But yeah, and maybe Ford pulled her out, or Ford fought to keep yeah, her we in don't, the park, no, no, or here's whatever the thing, else. Here's the thing: the dude who smashed his brain in, yeah, and the father of hers they put in cold storage. Yeah, yeah, that's that's in the thirty years in the future. Yeah, that's thirty years after her adventure here. Yeah. I so know, I know that. That's what I'm saying. But why would they put Dolores back out again 30 years later if she's already? They did. They she's, she's been this. out for 30 years in the future one when she fired. So the they don't know. They don't know she's going through this in the beginning. Is what you're saying? Like well, the 30 years prior, they don't. They don't know that. She's no, going no, no. He references awakening. it. He talks about how Anthony Hopkins talks about how she, how Alfred, Alfred Arnold. Arnold. <laughs> I'm never going to get that right. You're not. How Arnold tried to use her to destroy the park. Yeah. 
He mentions that in his one on one with her. Which could have been four years prior is, when I he disappeared. This, I think it's this I think we're seeing it. I Logan. think I think we are or too. Or it's possible it was thirty four years earlier. Yeah. No, but I think we're seeing after it. After that, we know that something happened with her and some version of Arnold that was involved in Arnold trying to destroy the park. I believe he uses that phrase. You tried to help Arnold destroy the park. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and that she was put back out after that. What if, okay, what if um, Arnold, and I know we've maybe talked about this before, but I, I almost feel like they might do this now. But what Sorry, if, sorry. But what I mean by that is we know that after whatever happened in the past, they did not destroy her. And they, although yes, I'll tell you this, her. I'll tell you yes. this. They may not have developed cold storage yet. They may not have, they may have thought naively that they could just wipe her memory, reprogram her, and send her back out. That's all I was thinking that, or, yeah. or, or, or it was, they did it was something to for it. its arrogance, thinking like, oh, I've already cleaned this, I've wiped yeah. her memory, so yeah. nothing that Arnold did before is going to be able yeah. to do anything. But now. she does still have the like incident log that she saw Arnold. That's where it is. She says, I saw, when was the last time? I remember? saw Arnold 34, 34 years, years six ago. Six months and nine days ago. Whatever yeah. yeah, 34 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, so I think maybe Arnold's disappearance, they might tie in with the original movie. Like, as a nod okay. to the, as a nod to the, the original movie. movie. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not saying that they'll directly reference it or whatever, but that might be the Arnold disappearance incident. Who knows? That would, be kind of, that would be kind of a fun little, like, nod to the original if it happens. If not, I'm okay with that, too. It doesn't matter, but... Yeah, clearly, clearly he's he's been gone. Dolores is doing this, yeah. and she's she's been put back out or left out, yeah. just wiped. I mean, what's going to be interesting is when is as we get near the end of the season, if Dolores tells William about Arnold, because yes. as of right now, William knows nothing about Arnold. He doesn't even know the name Arnold. Yeah, they tried to figure out who the other guy was. There was no record of him. Right. Um, Williams. Right. Soon to be brother in law. Right. Because later on, the man in black, Ed Harris, he knows Arnold's name. He knows name. the story. So yeah. at some point, if William is Arnold, or if William is, sorry, there no, has to be that if scene. If William is the man in black, yeah. he's going to have to learn about Arnold. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think we're going to get to that because Dolores has already admitted to him that she hears a voice, that yeah. there's a voice inside her head telling her to do these things, and she knows yeah. what she has to do. Yeah. And he, instead of. That should be a red flag right there. Like, oh shit, this robot yeah. is have is hearing voices. Uh, that that should tell him yeah. to say, oh wait, 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 but wait, it's wait like, hang on. Like, but that happening now, I want to go back and rewatch because he has that whole conversation about the bicameral mind, right? And how Arnold, I think, tried it, right? And I don't remember like all. I, I just want to go back and like hear the exact wording of all of that stuff. Yes, I just I just think Dolores is going to tell. William about Arnold yeah. because she's already telling him about this other stuff and Arnold's buying or not Arnold God William is buying into it yeah. with no no thought of because he's he's lost his perspective on Dolores being a robot or a person he sees her in a way for what she actually is yes well, well now she, now he does but as soon as she, he turns into the man in black he's not <laughs> well that's because well, yeah, I was just isn't th- that anymore because I was just yeah. thinking to myself I was just thinking. He seemed to be developing feelings for Dolores, regardless of if she was a robot or not. And she's gonna man fuck in black, him over. Man in Black has no problem raping her. Later she on. is either gonna fuck him over or end up killing his soon-to-be brother-in-law. Yeah, 
Yeah, I could see that because she already doesn't like him or do. thinks yeah less of him. Like something did you guys, did go you guys, wrong. Yeah. Did you guys notice that smile uh, his friend gave when uh, he left him behind? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like the okay, you get this game. Now. Yeah, he's like, yeah, oh, good, you get it. Yeah, now. he's like, yeah. all right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's yeah, very it's interesting. Really interesting. I love like the. One of the things I love about sort of pause tonight. No kidding, we could have done three pause. I know. One of the things I love about it though is that it's such a video game. Like it takes a lot from video games. It oh does. yeah, it even does. down to the like to the soon to be brother in law being like, we found an Easter egg. Like yeah, yeah. This is how we get to this whole other side plot. Like yeah, we can like we can get to the fucking front lines. This is it. This is where we're supposed how, to be going. Of, yeah. like, this is awesome. Speaking of video yeah. games, how much does, does this does this fucking thing make you want to play Red Dead Redemption? Oh, so much. <laughs> Honestly, this makes me want to have like a Red Dead Redemption in space. Makes <laughs> me want to play Mass Effect. Oh yeah, oh, God, Mass Effect is so good. Right. Uh, we can't. We can't. We can't no, digress gonna, into that though. No, we're not going to dive down that road. Not right now. <laughs> so speaking of Mass Effect, no, well, well. Um, all right. Do we want to call that a pod? Uh, yeah, because yeah, uh, that was a lot of Westworld talk. Yes, it was. Watch it if you haven't started watching it. You need to. It is one of the best things on TV right now. And if you have watched it, rewatch it. Yes. yes. And hopefully you've enjoyed this extended pod uh, on uh, Westworld because. Uh, I had a feeling after I watched that episode today, this conversation was going to get really long and really deep. A lot happens. It's a great show, yeah. and uh, it's definitely been a decent filler for uh, for Game of Thrones because I've already forgotten Game of Thrones to the point what that I'm not so worried about how far off it is. Premiering. Yes. Now, yes. once Westworld ends and then we still have six months to go, yes. it's going to be a void. Gonna really, like, yeah. uh, it's okay. We'll have the leftovers and you'll slit your wrists. Or so the Pope. Be here for it. We'll anyway. have the Pope. Yes, the young Pope. Young yes. Pope. I want to see the young Pope. So hopefully yep. that, that's. that's just I didn't realize Diane Keaton was in that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sold. It's going to be yeah. good. Uh, anyway, all right. Then we're going to wrap this up and uh, we will uh, see you next time. Or maybe if you want to stick around and hear our Halloween pod. I am Daniel Villalobos. Cross for me. David S. Pumpkins. Any questions? You should have saved that. I, I do have... Nope. I do have a question. It's going to be that. David what S. Pumpkins. David S. Pumpkins. Halloween. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Anyway, oh. that was Josh Potter. <laughs> and across from him... Kyle Bound. And for Josh Moorhead, we miss you. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you want more from the nerds, check us out on the intertubes at thewaywenerd.com. And if you haven't already, you should follow us on Facebook and Twitter at The Way We Nerd, and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next week, this is The Way We Nerd. <laughs>